What is up, everyone? This is the live show episode where we release the main portion of the live show uh, when we were in L.A., out to into the world. We just want to thank everyone again for coming out and for making it such an incredible time, uh, especially a big shout out to our spouses, now officially all of our spouses, um, and supporters who made this trip possible uh, and really this whole show possible. We're so excited to offer this to you. Um, this does not include the Q&A section, and it does not include the video. Our plan is to release that in our premium package. Uh, we're still working on getting that all sorted, but our plan is to launch um, a new membership style, a new community thing um, later in the fall, hopefully, assuming that we have the time and uh, life doesn't take too much of that away from us. Um, we were going to launch that earlier and then, you know, Patrick went and got married and Nathan had jobs to do and I got new jobs and, you know, this has been a whole lot of life that happened. So we didn't forget our plan is still to release those, but this is the live show in LA. Uh, also the audio isn't perfect because live show and we're still trying to figure that out, but, uh, hope that you enjoy it and we will see you next time, I guess is how I say this. Anyways, let's roll the clip. I like water. Well, what was it? Mulchoyo. Mulchoyo? Mul. M-U-L is water. Mul. 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 And then oh, choyo yeah. is like, I like, I like. it. Mul. It's also how you would profess Mul. your jo, affection like J, to someone. Like J-E-O? Choyo. Oh, C-H. Choyo. Yeah. Mul. Like choyo. if you said to, if you were in high school and you said to a girl, choyo. They'd be like, ooh, or they'd be like, get away from me, you creepy. <laughs> okay, I'm really? dropping that in. I'm going to start saying that in K-Town to just everyone. Who are you? Just to every to, single person. No, I want to see you do it to Jerry. Just oh, say yeah. it to Jerry. Oh, yeah, 100% as soon as yeah, I get just, off the just plane. Just come up to him and go, I'm going to go, Chuayo. <laughs> and I'm going to wink at him, and then he's going to, and then I, I'm not going to be at the show because I'm dead. Uh, <laughs> or he's going <clears> to <throat> give you a big hug. I don't know. I don't know if he'll hug me. Toayo. Mul. Mul. Toayo. That was so terrible. You're listening to The John Chi Show, hosted by three Korean-American adoptees diving headfirst into what it means to be adopted, Korean, American, and more. And now, here's your hosts, Nathan, Patrick, and KJ. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know, without further ado, so here's guys. Cue music. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> you get it. I, uh, felt like, I thought you guys were actually going to do that. I mean, in we a perfect world, it. it would have happened. This uh, is not uh, a perfect world, so it didn't happen. Abbreviated so version. Someone, yeah. bring it up. someone bring it up on a phone. Are we doing our masks <laughs> off so that we can have like clean audio? Okay, okay great. Jerry was very uh, serious about masks on. I didn't I know. Jerry talked about oh, having masks on and then masks off so that we could separate the people, but I don't know. So right now you're getting a look at what it's like. This is all the stuff that we cut out. We just so, sit here and talk about just we It's like when we have a guest on and we're like, hey, we're going to go ahead and neighbor how do you say your name? <laughs> and then, you know, because German last names are so confusing. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, was that the start of the show? I mean, basically. I mean, is it a show or is it a conversation? It's 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 all of it. I like it. Um, so, really quickly, who here has never heard a single second of the John Chi show? Okay. Okay. Great. Thank you. 
Thank you, former guests. Yeah, so uh, really quickly, <laughs> thank you, former guests. <laughs> So good. To be fair, there was a few episodes that Patrick hadn't even listened to, so. Why would you say that? Because <laughs> it's honest. That's what we true. do and here I'm on the show. I'm pretty that sure we recorded you saying it, so. <laughs> That's fine. Great. Patrick, Perfect. what does Junchi mean? Uh, yeah. And why do we call ourselves the Junchi Show? Um, Wait, also, I, I need to move, because I'm not like. I think it's Here's the other thing. We, okay, when we do the show, it's like right. fully on Zoom, right? So I'm really just used to seeing them in small squares. Know, and so seeing weird. like all of them, to, it's, it's real. Well, and we're like face to face. So like, I feel like I gotta, yeah, like. <laughs> okay, yeah. I don't know how to take that comment. <laughs> you see all it's, of them. It's us you now. and all your glory. <laughs> I mean, we are staying in the same hotel room, yeah, so true. seeing all of each other, <laughs> yes. not a joke. Nah. <laughs> there is a weird door that it's opens fine. to the bathroom, but that's Anyways, all right. what does yeah. Janchi mean? And so, why do we call ourselves the Janchi Show? Janchi means to feast or to come together in celebration usually for like an annual thing or as a weekly thing it's families or and friends coming together um, and we chose that because we like to think of our show as a celebration of our identities our shared heritages and our unique individual lived experiences kind of we, took it from Doljanchi. yeah so and I think it's interesting because when we were starting to do the show we went back and forth on names for quite a while mm -hmm. and what was, do you remember what the other name was? That Uri. We gonna, yeah, it was like Uri, Uri, Uri. Story or Uri's yeah. Show. Uh, now there is actually. Now that yeah. actually exists. Right. So, <laughs> so I'm glad, we, glad we didn't do that one. Yeah. But yeah, so every week we get together and we do a John G. And it's really fun because it really does feel like a celebration a lot of times. I think for me, one of the best things about doing the show is being able to share people's stories and mm. to hear literally walking away every single time just mind blown at how incredible uh, everybody's story is. So I think each week it's really a big privilege to be able to sit down and, and to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, there are some parts of the story that are similar in that a lot of them start with, I was adopted from South Korea. <laughs> uh, and then after that, they're super different. Um, <laughs> and I am, it is astounding to me how different every single story is. Um, and, and the guests that we've had on have been um, really, really incredible. And uh, yeah, it was just, it was fun because, I mean, Janchi is, yeah, it's a feast to celebrate. So the conceit of the show, for those of you who haven't heard it, and this is not a regular Janchi show, obviously, uh, we have someone on, we talk about their adoption story, talk about like just living intersectionally. And then uh, at the end, we try a Korean food or drink item, which uh, for the very first time we all get to do later, which is gonna be bonkers wild. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then we like, and then we rate it. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's everything from like shrimp crackers and soju to- Kimchi. Uh, oh yeah, kimchi. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lots of snacks. Um, lots of exclusively snacks. Choco pies, yeah. which, yep. you know, real um, popular in Korea. We'd never, shrimp, we'd never had shrimp, them before, uh, though. Peanut butter squid balls. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Not great. Mm. Not my favorite. So, <laughs> yeah, that one was interesting. Mil milky yeah. soup? <laughs> milky milky soup? Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. Lots like of, yeah. So I'd it's, buy it's, that stuff now because it's, it was so good for okay. the show. Yeah. All right. So yeah, so that is it. Um, I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> well, we passed, so we passed 53 episodes. Right, thank you. Um, this is, essentially, yeah, this is we are here for a our own doljanchi because this is like our one year. Oh, what does doljanchi mean? Because I definitely didn't know before we started the show. <laughs> no, I thought it was 
first celebration, first birthday celebration. But like what? Like yeah, like what so adult junchi yeah. for. So uh, I have three kids, and I've done it for all three. Okay, flex. Kids. So, <laughs> and so I've done it for all three of my kids. Uh, we uh, dress them up. We all wear our humbooks, and we do food. And we have like a um, you know table of. Of desserts and uh, usually the one of the main parts of it is the doljabi, which is the part where the baby either walks or crawls, depending on how well they are able to do that. And uh, they go across to items that are separated at the end of the mat that are supposed to symbolize what they do as their future, their future outlook. So there could be um, money or uh, a, you know, a ball if they want to do sports or... Um, a gavel for a law. gavel for law. Oh, yeah, a book. A stethoscope for doctors. A string page, for long life. Yeah, and so they put that in the Money, crawl. they're just like, you're just going to be rich yeah, somehow. Yeah, right? <laughs> Financially wealthy. I don't know. So they just go and they grab whatever the first thing. And so I did that for all three kids, and it's been, it's been fun. They you know, each pick something different, so we'll have a diverse household, I think. But uh, um, So that's, that's where we took the, the doljanchi kind of from is... Um, First birthday, and this is our first birthday because we've had 53 episodes. We've been very fortunate to have um, gone this long and to have so many great viewers and listeners and uh, and made so many good connections with everybody. Well, I think another thing, too, that really resonates with the Dole John Chi is that the whole point of the show is for us to, like, strive forward, to move towards something, to find our identities, and to, to build those out. So I really think, like, the Dole Jobby part of that is something that we do every day. Uh, on the show is just seeking out uh, our thing, our future okay. to See it. make us whole. I don't know. That's deep. Yeah, I know. I, I was I was concerned that it almost wouldn't work. Nope, I was. Working but it's actually because it's actually because I stopped paying attention out. for a second. Are you serious? Yes, I was like, wait a minute, what? Okay, no, 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 that works. I, I mean, oh, wait, we I can when we release it, but you get the uncut version. This is yeah, the director's cut. This is why it's live. So, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, what's been um, a standout moment from the past, I guess, year of our show for y'all? Mm -hmm. This think, is also you would have thought we would have thought of the answers to these questions, so but I haven't. Uh, I would say uh, doing the video for Khan uh, was definitely a big standout moment. I realized that virtually is a little bit different, but I did feel like that was a huge step for us. What uh, is Khan? Especially being so new, being so new to the scene. So what is Khan? What? What is Khan? Oh, Khan is a the Korean American adoptee and adoptive family network. Uh, they've been an organization for quite a long time, but they host an annual conference, usually in person over a weekend. But this past mm -hmm. year, because of the pandemic, they held it virtually for a week, um, and that was a really great experience. We had Glenn Mori uh, come on the show. Uh, CAD and director of a documentary series called Side by Side and he talked about how it was transformational and that was another standout conversation another standout moment because the very next day after we interviewed him I saw an Instagram ad from Khan about hey do you want to come to the conference and present and I was like should we do this uh, because we had just <laughs> talked to him and we did so I think that was a big moment for sure. And uh, so essentially for that, we were the intro video to the thing. We didn't have an actually speaking um, seminar, workshop, or anything. It was the intro to welcome all the, the guests and viewers and everything to the, uh, to the conference for the week. That's when we ate volcanic chicken ramen. Yeah. yeah. And that we was ate rough. some hot, hot I was not ramen. prepared for that. 
Bulldog. Yes. Like, I was, well, fun. I messed up the broth situation, so they were like, it's fine. And I was like, it's so much broth that it's all spicy. And they were like, it said pour it out. I was like, well, they missed that on the package. And so the director, too, that we had eat, eat it with us said she didn't really like spicy foods either. So it was interesting. So she had her son on it, and he ate most of it. He was, I, the was tag 16, yeah, 16 yeah, yeah. or so, and he was just chowing down. Like, that was oh. pretty impressive. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was that was a good moment. Uh, I really just over the year, just uh, meeting all the different guests. I think for for me is hearing the stories like you were saying earlier that um, that each story maybe have similar aspects but be completely different. You know, hearing about um, you know adoptees adopting or hearing about adoptees putting their kids up for adoption. I mean, the stories, the diversity of all those, um, uh, I don't know things that never would have thought of. I think have been amazing to me. I'm very moving. So. Yeah, it's been a real privilege, like hearing so many stories that add so much nuance and complexity to an already really difficult topic that just gets shoehorned into one particular viewpoint or one particular story or narrative. And so, even things that um, you know, as I think that I'm progressing and and having a more flexible worldview, I'll hear a new story and be like, oh, well, now I got to go back and rethink some things because this is. I mean, it really did uh, change uh, a lot of things for me. I think one of my standout moments, and uh, this is a little awkward, um, but one of my standout moments was having Dan Matthews on the show. So, Dan, if you talk about, <laughs> if you want to plug your ears for like five minutes, that's fine. Or if you, or alternatively, if you need to like stand on the chair and just like bow continuously, that's fine too. So, um, and the reason that that was special was uh, I think Dan, for myself and for Nathan especially, and I think somewhat for you, Patrick. I don't actually remember that one, but um, we can talk about it later. yeah, sure, okay, great. <laughs> um, represented like a particular moment of coming out of the fog. Um, so coming out of the fog is the language that we use for like that moment when you wake up and realize that you're adopted and or not white, <laughs> um, uh, especially if you're raised by white parents. And so for me, that happened in 2015. Um, I saw his documentary about going back to Korea and finding his, his birth family and uh, just lost it. I was like, I, that was the moment that I was aware of uh, Asian Pacific Islander, APAHM, whatever, that whole thing, that our Heritage Month, um, that was the moment that my girlfriend, now wife, pointed out to me that I regularly used they when referring to Asian Americans. And then I saw this documentary, and that was um, the first time that I had seen myself reflected in, in anything, right? Um, and, I, and also, I think the first time that I thought to look for it. Um, which is another thing, and so that was really powerful. And so to have him come on the show was interesting because, like, in my mind, um, this is so, kind of the um, unfortunate power of media, right, and, like, well-produced stuff, is Dan felt like a really big, really unattainable guest. And, Dan, you were really great, and just being like, yeah, let's hang out. It's, it's totally fine. Like, of course, I'd love to do your show. And... Um, the moment, like the way that we all started in the midst of like heavy quarantining, in the midst of heavy isolation, um, I just found that like having guests on the show, and I think you might have been the third guest that we didn't, I mean, you kind of knew him, but like you didn't, we didn't like really personally know you. Mm -hmm. And so like that was um, a particular moment when I think I realized that I had found my people and my people were like, yeah, we're here for you, we'll show up for you. You all are here, like you are my people, and um, and so that was really really powerful and really profound um, 
to to have that and then like I think after that we had found our first stride as the show mm. like in our first kind of early iteration of what it means to be the Janchi show to do the Janchi show um, and other people were finding us and so um, we had like set out from the course like from the start of it to be a light show to be funny to be um, something that celebrates who we are and that wrestles with nuance as well um, and one of our goals was to uh, help amplify and grow how many adoptees were speaking and how they were speaking why they were speaking it didn't really matter we just were like just more of more of us talking <laughs> just that that's really what we wanted to to, um, to see happen and so that was a key moment where I think that we felt like we had traction and um, we're beginning to get that validation of like oh yeah we can do this and um, that opportunity for community building I think really started to, to grow from there so yeah and we started I think uh, branching out from there as well, like looking into other organizations, other groups, uh, who to follow. You know, Patrick started a clubhouse. It's uh, also one Patrick started reading like 80 yeah, million 80 books. books. <laughs> so, it was like Patrick's oh. book of the day. Yeah, yeah. I'm still doing that kind of. Uh, so. Not really. No, not really? I'm trying, to. I'm trying to. That's a lot. A lot of stuff happening. Yeah. You know? um, what's, a, what's a particular <laughs> point of like Korean culture that we've learned over the course of time that it really sticks with you? I don't know if it's stuck with me as I remember saying it. I mean, all of the food items that we've been eating, I think has been great to kind of discover our culture in that. And like, oh, this is a popular food in, in Korea, or this is how they cook it and stuff. And we would like to do more with that segment, actually. We, we've talked about maybe adding a little bit of like cooking, you know, videos, TikToks, I don't know, something. Yeah. And uh, I know where the young people are. Yeah. <laughs> so. So that I think would be fun because I like that discovery is like, oh, this is a part or this is a very common drink or a food item or something. And so uh, that discovery, I think, has been really cool for me. But Yeah, I think uh, for me, um, you know, exploring Korean heritage and learning about Han uh, was really powerful and important. Um, but when we were going through the Korean culture dictionary, which we've been doing on some of our solo episodes, we got to the part where he talked about that. But they also talked about Jung which I thought was really powerful because I had not heard of that term before. Can you explain um, that really quickly? I'm going to try and explain it. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> so Jung is kind of, I don't, I don't want to say it's necessarily like the opposite of Han, which is like a deep longing uh, and emotional intensity um, likened to like loss of identity. Um, Jung is like, man, I'm not going to do a good job explaining this. You got it. Um, Jung you got is it. like, the kind of the the forward courteousness, I guess, like the really strong like uh, sense of I don't want to say like pride, but uh, sense of like responsibility, I guess, um, and kind of like a positive aspect. I know they talk about it really being present in like K dramas, which notoriously <laughs> I do not watch. Um, well, you watch the pilots. I watch the first episode of a lot of them, and then don't watch any more episodes. Um, but I think, I don't know, I think that's really stuck with me because it gave me this diversification of, like, the Korean experience. Um, you know, Han makes me feel connected, but it's out of, like, tragedy. Uh, it's out of this loss, you know, this longing. Um, Jung is like, it's almost, it's like a jarring bringing you back to this, uh, to this connectivity in, in a, just a different way, uh, especially in like interacting with other Korean people, especially in Indianapolis where there's not a lot, uh, being able to, I don't know, 
I don't, I'm doing a terrible job of explaining what Zhang is. I don't think anybody so understands. I, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, show of hands who understands? But, um, <laughs> All right, no, that's an fine. honest crowd. Nice. So, uh, for the listeners at home, no hands were raised. No hands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go scoop behind this. Uh, so, <laughs> just sit behind my flag. Yeah. It's fine. Um, I don't know. I, the sense that I got from the from the dictionary was that Zhong is like um, that sense of like just caring for people in your community um, with no other reason that they're a part of your community. And so um, if you're familiar with like K-drama tropes and things, um, it's like when somebody calls an older brother older brother without all of the weird like relationship baggage. Um, but it's like just that like like if I called either of them Hyung, that they would know, oh, this is how we relate to each other, and I therefore have a like a, a responsibility to care for him. And then I in turn am like, okay, I know that he's gonna take care of me, and so like I need to do my part to make sure that like he feels like he's able to do so, right? So it is like this really just like for no other reason than like you're part of our community, I'm gonna take care of you. Um, and it's just like it's a kind of an, an immediate way of like understanding like respect and roles and relationships and things obviously can be abused, obviously can get like, uh, you know, whatever. But, um, but yeah, I think that it, it really is kind of that, um, I think there are two, what's interesting about them is there are two binding communal forces that Han is like, like Korea being the nation that it is and having the, even the modern history that it has um, of strife and grief and loss and, and difficulty is like we uh, continue to get up and we continue to carry that grief and that weariness deep in our souls. Um, and so that there is like this really beautiful pain that binds us. And also, I think maybe because of that, we have this jong for each other. Um, but it also kind of comes in with Confucianism and things like that. So well, see, I know if I can't explain something, I can just toss it over to you. Just crush it. Here for you, boy. <laughs> that was beautiful, thank you. And that's the show. <laughs> yeah, roll it, roll yeah, the music. The so, what have you guys felt about uh, what we've been doing oh, wait, here? You're not gonna talk about your like Korean bit of culture that you? You said the food. I did. I said food culture. What? You didn't say anything. You just oh. explained what I said. Mm, good point. <laughs> yes. yes. KJ, just, what would you? Uh, for me, I actually think of our episode with um, Minju of uh, Fluent Korean on Instagram, um, who is our only non-adoptee to date um, who has come on the show, but we... I'm about to lose my microphone. Sorry, hold on. I'm going to just... Uh, who is our... I'm just going to hold it. It's not worth just me... It. It's not worth me finagling it. Uh, this has been ongoing all day long. These things have been falling Yeah. Uh, he... She... Um, she is... So we, I was excited to have her on the show because I really love her Instagram account because she um, really digs into not just language but some of the culture behind it. Um, and so we brought her on because she is a Korean who grew up in the Philippines and uh, went to an international school and so um, like is, like us, kind of a third culture kid um, but really understands Korean culture. And I think early days we were like, I mean, we can talk about being adopted, but we'd love to know about Korean culture and having another third culture kid kind of enter into that conversation and guide that conversation was really important to us. Um, so the thing that I uh, always equate with her is filial piety. Um, and now, having gone through, again, the Korean culture dictionary um, and reading about the deep-rooted Confucianism and, like, really filial piety in, in a fuller sense um, has been really interesting and really... Um, profound to, to hear about and to think about, especially, again, as we consider what it means. Like, I think um, 
we've experienced this some even even in the workings of our own show where I'm the youngest by age, but then like maybe the more knowledgeable about maybe Korean language or, you know, whatever. And so like, I think we have these kind of moving... You're telling me I'm flexing. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, fair. Come on, bro. Uh, um, but we have these these constantly shifting identities kind of based on how long we've been on our journey of understanding ourselves as adoptees, right? And so um, I think then the role of filial piety is just really interesting. And so I think like having that language and, and figuring out how we interact with um, our community as adoptees, like within ourselves, and then again within the broader Korean American, and then again within the broader Asian American communities has been really interesting. And so knowing that that kind of roots us, and I think we all carry some of that in our souls really um even in the sense of like i don't know what this is and i know that i lack it um and can't put language around it i think it's been really interesting so that was a thing that was interesting to me yeah well in the sense of like navigating those communities and you know working towards identity where would you say where would you say you're at on your journey now? So I'm like 60% Korean. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're just working there. You've got over the hump. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but where would you say you're at just in your personal journey, you know, uh, from where you are now versus where you were one year ago when we started all this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, over the course of the show, one of the things that I've thought about, one of the real gifts of having multiple hosts on the show and um, so many different adoptees come on the show is the gift of language and the gift of, I can't express this thing that I feel and then someone will come on or someone will, like, will be talking and then be like, oh, so what I'm hearing you say is this and then we actually have like the right language to verbalize how we're feeling. Um, instead of just being like, eh! You know, um, because that's, yeah. So I think it's hard, like, I can't, I don't have the language to say like, I'm at this right. point on the journey. Um, I have like, maybe some more interesting mental models. Like I have found when we've talked about this, um, like the term coming out of the fog is helpful because once you're in it, you kind of like hear it and you're like, okay, I get that. That does sound like what I've experienced. And then you realize really quickly it falls short. Um, and it doesn't sum up all of what happens after that. Um, so like for me, sometimes I'll say, after you come out of the fog, there's more fog. Um, or Another adoptee will say, like, coming out of the fog feels like I had all of these um, dominoes laid up, and then someone knocked a domino over, and then suddenly everything about my identity was toppled over, and I realized that dominoes were missing. Um, and so, yeah, so I think I'm, I'm able to communicate more effectively and really excited to continue finding more language to communicate that. So, yeah, like 40% Korean. 40%. Yeah. 40%. Which I will say is probably accurate, too. I did say 60% earlier, and then it was like, nah, now it's 40%. I've gone back a little bit. <laughs> you talk yeah. yourself down. Yeah, I'm like, nah, that seems too strong. <laughs> what about you, Patrick? That's a good question. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, when we started the show, it was at the start of my own personal journey. You know, like KJ mentioned, uh, they've both been on a little bit more of this path of understanding themselves either as Asian Americans or as adoptees and that's something I never did until last year like never and so you know I've leaps and bounds uh, ahead of where I was a year ago um, but specifically you know 
language I think is perfect, uh, a perfect thing to talk about in terms of like what we've gained uh, over this past year. But all of that, and like, and especially being here in person, I don't know, it's just making me like I can't even assemble my thoughts correctly because all of this has been online. Like all of this has been at a virtual digital space, uh, as real as everything has been. And so, you know, to be here in person and to be able to like see the fruits of all of this, all of this community, but community building that we've been doing um, is really, really incredible. And for me, I'm at this point where I'm like, the show has allowed me to know that I can do everything that we've been doing online in the local community that I'm in. So like right now, like I'm trying to start an adoptee group in Indianapolis and do that. So, yeah. Like just taking everything that we've done online and finally having the ability to go out and say, all right, let's put this to work and, and see what happens. So I think that's where I'm at. I like, I like your uh, um, analogy of the domino where you Oh, it's not mine. I cannot take credit for that. <laughs> That's a what I hope is a future guest on the show. I like keep talking to her because like that. I was like okay. that language needs to be shared because yeah. I think it is so good. So anyway, it's not mine. I, well, I like that analogy because the, there are there's spaces. You you topple over one, but then you find other things that you want to fill in or that's missing and. Um, something that I thought wasn't really missing from from my life was uh, you know. Things like because I had started this my journey back when I actually I had seen Dan's documentary too. Um, I you know went out and reached out to find my family and my biological family and found them in 2017. So um, that one was really uh, you know special to me. And I thought after I found my family that that was it. I found biological family. I went to Korea to meet them. Um, that was it. Now I'm there. But it wasn't. There's, there's more that I have been doing since then with the the show where we've discovered more of the culture. Granted, I, I would like to learn more Korean language, so that's something on my list of Same. dominoes. But um, but things like that. I mean, when you f figure out something, you're like, oh, this is, now I want to do some of this, or now I want to um, learn a little bit more of, of uh, um, you know, cooking and how to do more of the cooking, um, or I want to go learn more about um, the culture and what other people are doing. Like, I started hanging out with the uh, uh, the Korean community, Korean Adobe community in Denver as well, which Glenn helped introduce me to because he's out there. Um, so I started hanging out with some of them, and and, uh, and there's another podcast, uh, Soul Conversations, and she's out there. How dare you mention a rival podcast mm. on our podcast? Yeah, dude, come on. <clears throat> we are not. Other mediums are fine, but a podcast? We are not competitors. <laughs> We are all one community. Come yeah, on, but I want to win. Come on, we just talked about John. Yeah, we're just talking But about I'm also John. American, and I'm going to win. <laughs> that is very American of you. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm like 60% American. It's like classic 120%. <laughs> but now you're saying that you don't listen to other podcasts? No, I listen to tons of other podcasts, but they shall not be named <laughs> on air. Oh, you can edit that out. Okay. <laughs> But uh, no, it's been good to, to do that, to, to kind of branch out to other things that I didn't even know were missing, um, and uh, just yeah. kind of discover more of that. I don't read as much as Patrick, but that's, I, I'm sure I could fill in a lot of dominoes if I could read. I, yeah, I think another thing, though, um, for me is that I'm still struggling a bit to have these same conversations in person with my parents. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we, as people who listen and, and who follow me know, like, I'll pretty boisterous um, about what this, everything that we've been going through and everything that I've been going through personally, but still struggling, even with this newfound language, to really sit down and like share that openly. 
So also recognizing that, yeah, like you said, the journey is never over. Like, and just being able to start has been really freeing, but always knowing that you have to work through these obstacles. I don't know, but what, is there anything that you've found that you've been struggling with at all that through the year that, you, that is still something maybe you want to focus more on as we continue, that the show has like uncovered for you? A lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, yeah. yeah, like starting with my relationship with my parents into my relationship with Jesus and Christianity and like, and I think it's like that part specifically is one and the same into my relationship with greater being an American, right? Um, I think obviously the last 18 months have seen a lot of us be like, so what does it mean to be American? And also, what else can we question while we're at it? Because we're just questioning everything, right? Um, and I, what I, what I find difficult is um, I love my parents um, and have a really good relationship with them. And I know how incredibly difficult my journey has been to update my sense of who I am, to rewrite and allow myself the honesty and the vulnerability to rewrite my identity, like took so much emotional labor and so much mental labor and uh, like so much um, like I would say so much therapy, like I guess official therapy and then like self-therapy, right? But like really thinking through those things and I didn't ask for it and the world just kind of threw it on my lap, right? But my going through that and like asking my parents to do the same of me, to update their identity of me, to update their identity of like who they understand me to be, is asking them to go through some of the similar mental strain and emotional labor and, and all of those things when they, um, I mean, they might need to in some sense, but like things are good and I know that they, I know they could be better, but they're not harmful. They're not, um, like where we are as a family is really, really pretty good. Like we just moved back to Dallas to be close to family, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of that like excitement and glow of being together and like, oh, isn't this amazing? We can literally just have dinner together. Um, so it's like, it is hard for me and feels really selfish of me to ask them to um, go on that journey of mental struggle and emotional labor. And I know that like, it's probably right and good for me to do so and might be a part of like loving myself well to ask them to do so. And I think um, part of the, the greater difficulty then is like, what if they don't? And then you get into all of the rejection and all of the, like, it's gonna feel like I'm just shitting on them for adopting me or, and I'm super not. And like, even some of the things that I have said already on the show mean that I've had to like, <laughs> no mom, this, yeah. that's not what I'm saying. You know, like those conversations. And so like, just those little like, unintentional forays of me being my true authentic self in a safe space, but publicly have, um, because my mom loves me and cares about me and all those things, have forced her into that, and I can tell that she, that's not like a place where she is at. So like, I think part of the difficulty for me, part of the, the continued struggle is waiting and hoping and trusting that she will come to a place of readiness so that we can have a more full, um, a more wholly reconciled relationship to a thing that we didn't even realize that we needed to reconcile to begin with. Yeah. So. Yeah, my cousin actually called me on Friday before as I arrived here. He was, he's been listening to every episode of our show, and he made a couple comments where he said that our show has really made him think about things he said in the past. And 
he wanted to make sure that nothing he has said to me in the past was offensive or hurt me, um, even if he was joking about something. And it was a very sincere uh, talk with him. It was it was very nice. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of similar to what you're saying with you know your parents too when having you know. I don't know, having a conversation where they might um, say something and you're like, oh, no, I, I wasn't saying this about you. I was just saying it in, right. in general. Or, and and I've, I've thought that, too, where I was like, i got to watch what I say. I don't want to offend my my uh, uh, my parents, which, uh, you know, spoiler alert, in a couple of weeks there's going to be another <laughs> another sibling uh, on the show uh, airing. It's my sister. Oh, yeah. I was like, wait. <laughs> I was like, that's news to me. <laughs> I was like, wait, so, we have another interview yeah. schedule. We're, so we're we finding we out now. Yeah, no, <laughs> We interviewed yeah. my sister. So my sister's coming on, and the same thing. My sister was asking me. She was like, you know, I don't want to say anything bad about our parents and things like that. And it's, it's not why we're trying to say anything bad. We're just trying to be open about our feelings and about, um, you know, that discussion. And I think a lot of adoptees have had that, that discussion with their parents or discussion, and some have probably gone well and some have not. And so, um, but... You never know until you try, and yeah. and uh, um, so yeah, it's it's been it's been nice being closer to my parents too because then I can have that face to face conversation. Which yeah. uh, and they did say right before we started recording this week uh, that you know they really were proud of what we were doing. So, so that was nice. Well, but that's a great struggle too. Is like you want to have those conversations. You never know until you try, but you're just like. Uh, did any of y'all, maybe you were the sibling, but like maybe, did y'all have the siblings who were like, can you go ask mom for something? Because like I know if you ask, they'll say yes. Yeah. Right, but I, I feel yeah, like. You know what's up. Like, I feel like we just have that like, that automatically like this isn't going to go well. And it is exhausting to be vulnerable and to like put yourself out there and the, as far as my current worldview and religious belief goes, understand that it is what I'm supposed to do is to just regularly be vulnerable and put yourself out there. So there is that kind of balance of like, this is exhausting and I should do it. I'm gonna wait a little bit until I have the capacity to, or I guess until I'm brave enough mm -hmm. to do it maybe, so. Sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a huge emotional burden to, to put on yourself to go through this journey. Are you, you saying that being necessary? alive is an emotional burden? <laughs> No, not being alive. Are you saying that having parents is an emotional burden? Um, well, yeah. Yeah, careful. Nathan's a dad. Talk him up. Don't put him down. I'm going to keep it right there. Yeah. It's okay. My kids don't listen to the show. They come on the show sometimes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Good time. Yeah. Good fun. What do you guys thought about today? Being here in L.A., being you know in Koreatown, um, doing some of the stuff that we've been doing, exploring... Like, I don't know, it, there's a little Korea town in Dallas, correct? Yeah, there's like little pockets of Korea. Okay, little pockets. Like, yeah. We don't even have it's a, Yeah, it's a, you don't it's have a pockets. Korean pocket. You don't have pockets. Yeah, like maybe, not even a sprinkle? Or one blip. One blip. Here or there. It's like one, one store. One large grain. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> that but, hasn't been ground So being here, I mean, seeing all the, the businesses, the shops, the, uh, the people, how does that feel? Well, that's what Jerry said when we were, I don't know where we ended up at, but he was like, is this the most... Korean people that you've seen in a single day uh, in person, and I was like, it is. It actually is. Congratulations. Um, yes. You did it, everyone. Yeah, but it's like, I mean, it's great. Today has been great. Um, I think really when we went and put the Han, or the Han box on and we just took photos, honestly, I don't know, I, it was, 
I've been really, maybe it's because of last night, but I've been having trouble today really, like, processing. <laughs> really, like, fully processing. I wonder what um, that, why that is. This is mm. this what's been going on today, oh. but being over there and wearing those clothes, I don't know, I was, it was really, it was really powerful to just step into being Korean, like, and then physically embody. Literally put the clothes yeah, on? Literally yeah, literally I'm Korean. But like, so, uh, but yeah, just like I found a Korean woman who cuts hair in Indianapolis, and I went and got my hair cut by her the or a couple weeks ago, and I was sitting there, we were sitting in, like, total silence, because she's really just, what do you want, and now I'm going to cut your hair. And we're sitting there, and it's just complete silence, and all I could think about was this was the first time I ever had a Korean person like, touched me and groomed me in this way. And it was, like, I almost started crying because, like, her hands were really soft, and I just, all I could think about, and it was just, like, the way that, it's just the care that she took. I just felt, all I could think was, like, the Han of, like, the longing of everything that I would have missed from, uh, from my first family, and just thinking about that. But then I say that to just say, like, stepping into the clothes, it's like, it just brings me to this point of, how different everything could be, you know? And so today has been, today, <laughs> last night was wild. Uh, and today has been a balancing act of, of all of that, but What's uh, this stuff called meant, soju? It's, <laughs> what is this? It's meant a lot. It's meant a lot today. Today has been amazing. And to see all of you here uh, and to know that we're going to go have dinner and have another fun night uh is, is amazing. His so. first Korean barbecue, by the way. Is so. that right? <laughs> 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 You're my fact checker. I apparently don't remember when I do these Rebecca things. Rebecca just so. shakes her head vigorously. No, that is incorrect. So first episode, we had kimchi. He had said he'd never had kimchi. Why well, didn't think I had? Rebecca brought a photo of him eating kimchi. Oh, yeah. Because on her episode, she this called week. me out when we interviewed. Oh, yeah. so. oh my gosh. Yeah. Not great. That Not was a great amazing. look for me. Yeah. And now it's okay. apparently had... Retention uh, of so. your, your experiences <laughs> might not be there then. Okay, great. Yep. Well, that's okay. Well, this may be his first, maybe his second. We don't know. But, we'll call uh, it first asterisk. Yeah. We're going to throw the asterisk. <laughs> first with the asterisk. Yeah. How, but did you cook it? How about that? No. Okay, let's all make him cook then. He can <laughs> sit at his table. So. Yeah. I don't know, what's, what's the day meant for you? What, what's it been like to be doing all the stuff that we've done? I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, for, for this trip, for me, uh, being that I lived here for 20 years, I, I came to K-Town a lot. Uh, actually, even some of the places that we've been to, I've already been um, in that area over there, and I was like, this is a really cool experience to be back there with you guys. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the fact that I have driven through Koreatown or had Korean barbecue probably too many times... Uh, says my gallbladder. Um, but yeah, I just watching you guys, I know I'm kind of the, the, the eldest of the three here, and I know we're not ages on the show, but to experience <laughs> we're not ages on the show, <laughs> we are to experience like watching you guys experience it and and kind of just dive in and wear a humble, which I know you you did as a little a baby, I guess. Done uh, it now three times in my life, and three times, okay. Um, but yeah, when you were sitting there today wearing it, you just were like, I just feel so different. Like it was just like it was a cool kind of thing to watch. Um, and same thing, you I mean you really enjoyed it, except you said you wanted to play video games in it, which I so I could see myself playing video games. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, that's, that's what, what, that's what he manifests for himself. I know. Was right? me humble video games. <laughs> this is my truth. This is all that I want. Yeah, you see, my feet are up. <laughs> just chilling, playing a game. But I mean, it was well, really cool. cool. Yeah. So all three of us wore it, and then on top of that, we went and walked through uh, H Mart, which was hilarious. So we're all just walking in there in formal attire, and we're like walking down the snack aisle. And we yes. and Katie took a great photo of us. I swear it looks like the cover of a CD. I don't know the John Chi boys eat snacks or something Korean snacks. It just it was really it was really fun just to do that and uh, um, be here and experience and just being here in person. Although the the thirty second hug was a little awkward, but thank you. For that, that was about thirty five yeah. seconds. It was yeah. great. <laughs> he he uh, threatened me that he was going to hug me for thirty seconds. Is it a threat? And, um, it was a promise. Promise. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> and I promise. Caps. Promise fulfilled. Promise kept. There was a few pats at the end, and I was like, okay, good. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think the Humboldt store was really neat, but like, just kind of all of it. Um, like Koreatown in L.A. specifically obviously like represents a lot of Korean American history um, and that is history that I was not aware of until really recently and we are I mean we continue to make history we continue to be a part of history we continue to write history and so I like putting on a humble made me feel the roots and the history of Korea and like I think when I was a young boy, I was like, Korea, what a cool nation. It's a far off land. That is magical because it was just so different, right? And like, I mean, I was reading books and I was um, like exposed to, to like some of those things. And, um, and so like I, from a young age, was always aware that I was ethnically Korean. Um, but it wasn't really until certainly this podcast that I understood Korean history, how that affects Korean American history how that affects our history as adoptees, especially as Korean adoptees and, you know, like, and all those things. And so, like, it's been a real thing. Like, I've had a number of different identity journeys to go on um, as a Korean, as disabled, as an adoptee, as an Asian American. Um, And so, yeah, I think it's been, like, being in a place like this, um just gives me that sense of history, which I think is really profound and wonderful um, and reminds me that, like, it's not just my life. Like, my my blood runs deep, if that makes any sense, or whatever. The memory, just the memory goes back a long ways. And so, um, again, whether you call it Han or Jung or filial piety or um, if it's reincarnation or DNA memory, like, however you think about it, right, that I think that there is both a, a backwards thinking and a forward thinking weight um, that I'm excited to help bear uh, for our people in all of what that means saying that now. I can just listen to you talk on the podcast, not even us. I just to you. Actually, I totally thought he was going to break into song for a second there. I mean, there so, is a which piano. Which he does. There is a piano. Right I'm probably not going to. Well, yeah. I'm very bad at piano. We'll sing later. <laughs> I think it's question time. Yeah, I think that's a good one to throw it to the audience. Yeah. 